The Italian Wine Podcast is introducing a new donation drive this month. It's called Why Am I a Fan? We are encouraging anyone who tunes in on a regular basis to send us your 10-second video on why you are a fan of our podcast network or a specific show. We will then share your thoughts with the world with the goal of garnering support for our donation drive. Italian Wine Podcast is a publicly funded, sponsor-driven enterprise that needs you in order to continue to receive awesome free wine edutainment seven days a week. We are asking our listeners to donate to the Italian Wine Podcast by clicking either the GoFundMe link or the Patreon link found on italianwinepodcast.com. Remember, if you sign up as a monthly donor on our Patreon, we will send you a free IWP t-shirt and a copy of the Wine Democracy book, the newest Mama Jumbo Shrimp publication. Welcome to this special Vinitali International Academy 2022 Taormina Gourmet and Mount Etna Gita Scolastica series. The last week of October took a team of our staff and 15 Vinitali International Academy ambassadors to the annual Taormina Gourmet event hosted by Cronaca di Gusto, and then on to explore several vineyards and wines on Mount Etna. Of course, we documented the whole experience. Listen in as Cynthia Chaplin narrates her travel adventures. And remember, if you prefer written content, just go to our blog on italianwinepodcast.com. Now, on to the show. Another day in paradise, bright and sunny in Taormina, the gorgeous weather lured some of our Iwas to the beach early this morning, and everyone came back refreshed and ready for our first masterclasses of the day. Several of us started with Robert Camuto's session, talking about his new book, South of Somewhere, a copy of which he generously handed out to everyone in the audience. His charming storytelling and slow, careful Italian were praised by all of our ambassadors. They really appreciated the fact that everyone could understand him. He spoke movingly about discovering the value of his grandparents and respect for the land, nature, and kindness. His fundamental question driving the book was, what is Southern wine now, as compared to before the 1980s, when Southern wine was basically viewed as simply useful for washing down the great Southern food? Camuto paired his session with a thoughtful selection of eight wines, including a surprisingly good Cesanese Superiore from Damiano Cioli and the always stunning Fior d'Uva from Marisa Cuomo. The final wine was the luminous golden organic Mongebel Bianco, made in fiberglass tanks by Frank Cornelson, a nod to our current location overlooking Mount Etna. Next stop, is it Lucido or is it Caterato? With Jeff Porter rocking his hipster mentality dressed in a dad vibe. The room was filled with several psalms, which made for great discussions about how to sell and storytell about these wines. This grape is Sicily's most widely planted, with over 30,000 hectares producing some 850,000 bottles per year. We all agreed the wines that came from higher altitudes were the best, although the Gorgiton de Coste from Trapani, grown at 25 meters above sea level, was a real surprise. Almost Manthania in style, with fascinating pickled lemon, savory saline notes, a full body, a long bitter mandarin peel finish, and a compelling texture. All five wines were excellent quality, showing a common thread of acidity and a balance of green almond, fruit, and floral characters, and a lot of zing and zest. Lunch had all of our Italian wine ambassadors on the hotel's beautiful terrace perched above the sea, feasting on pig ten ways. A whole piggy graced the serving table, and we were treated to porchetta with fungi stuffing, mortadella with truffles, several types of salimi, and hazelnut florentines to top it all off. A great way to soak up the wine, although some of us did mourn the lack of fruit and vegetables. 
a group photo shoot with Professor Scienza before his session on the wines of tomorrow, where Ellen Jacobsmeyer and I were slightly stunned to witness the vociferous rant by Chronique de Gusto moderator against Robert Camuto's book. No wonder they wouldn't let him into the room. Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Il Professore presented sound scientific reasons for the need for science to help wine producers cope with issues of climate change and sustainability. He argued that genome editing and better genetic research for crossing will help with the development of precise viticulture and mapping will assist in conserving our finite resources. Unfortunately, the eight wines were disappointing, including an Etna Rosso described by Ellen, who knows her stuff, as not unlike a bad Tempranillo, and an Amphora-made Trebbiano, Montonico, and Pecorino cross that I called chalky, mousy, and furry, with unpleasant notes of mushy peach and bacon fat. Not mentioning any producers' names here, suffice it to say that we agreed the proof was not in the pudding or the wine glass today. Never thought I'd have the chance to say, saved by Verdicchio, but that happened. Michele Bernetti led the tasting of 10 Verdicchio Classico Superiore and Reservas, highlighting the clear differences between dry, hot 2020 and cool, wet 2018. Verdicchio has long been one of my favorite Italian wines, thank you, Henry Devar, and this selection was truly impressive, demonstrating the influence of the sea, the soils, and the altitude on this high-acid wine. Best wines included Sparapani's Il Priore 2020, with its elegant nose of lemon verbena and mint, soft phenolics, and lovely round mouthfield grown at 100 meters above sea level, as well as Bernetti's own Umani Ronchi Casal del Serra 2021, with a fresh, bright, vibrating acidity, fragrant lemon and parsley nose, and a gentle lingering grip. Garofoli's Podium 2020 was just so good. 15 months on fine leaves didn't dim its nose of clear, clean seawater and iodine, and the fresh almond and saline tang lasted forever. Angelini's San Sisto 2018 was rich and exotic, filled with dry marzipan and a decadent, silky, delicious finish. Last but not least, Tenuta de Tavignano's Misco 2018, grown facing the sea and aged on lees in steel, was a crowd-pleaser with its full-bodied, creamy blend of grapefruit and salmastre, or saltbush, notes. Nothing ends the day right like some bubbles, and I was definitely not the only ambassador who thought so. A packed room tasted eight vintages of Ricci Corbastro Satin, led by none other than Gualberto Ricci Corbastro himself. Passion and pride made this tasting feel very personal, and despite a sommelier smashing one of my wine glasses and flooding my tasting mat, I couldn't tear my eyes off the presentation, even though it was 8.30 p.m. by the time it ended. Elegance and innovation were the key words, and we learned that Franciacorta has six microzones, with Ricci Carbastro, certified bio, growing grapes in four of them. Satin is something of a specialty for the family, 30% of their production is Satin, although only 10% of Franciacorta overall is made in this style. Winners here were the 2009 Museum release, which spent 122 months on Lees, and the 2006 Museum release, 174 months on Lees and still incredibly bright. We were treated to pours of Gualberto 2012 and 2008 from Magnums, These are not Satens, as they contain up to 70% Pinot Nero instead of the required 100% Chardonnay. The 2008 wowed with notes of cassis and bakery pastry. The two varietals were vinified separately, bottle-aged in magnums, and then reunited for the final bottling. The wine had a beautiful lightness, exalting the dosage zero, 
and sending us off into the night with a French accord a song in our hearts. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.